When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know, if you haven't checked out What Chaos yet, you oughta, because we've had all your favorite players on the show. I'm talking Seth Jones, Lena Solmar, Connor Bedard, whoever it may be. We're live every day on YouTube at noon Eastern, but also available on all podcast platforms, including the one you're listening to right now. We got guests, and yeah, we're also doing a bit of chit-chat, goofing around, laughing at what makes us laugh in hockey. So regardless of how deep you are into your hockey fandom, Come listen to What Chaos. We'll talk about your favorite team. We'll talk about your least favorite team and everybody in between. And we're having a ton of fun doing it every single day, Monday through Thursday. It's What Chaos, presented by All City Network. Welcome in to the CHGO Blackhawks podcast. It is around the league Wednesday. I'm Jay Zawoski with Greg Boyson and Mario Tirabasi. And we're joined by our friend Megan Engley from DNVR Avalanche. We're going to talk about tomorrow's opponent, the Avs, uh, with Megan. And get, get her some around the league stuff, too, as the show goes on. Before we get started, make sure you are subscribed on our YouTube page. Make sure you smash that like button for us. Podcast listeners, make sure you are following or subscribed. And leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Megan, it's good to have you here. We haven't seen you since uh, Nashville when we were going through uh, Casey's dating app together. Uh, that was a good time. Uh, <laughs> but it's good to have you, and uh, the Avalanche are right where everyone thought. They are 3-0 and uh, and kicking butt to start the season. Yeah, you know, it's funny, too, because each of these games has been very different for Colorado, and from our side of things they're still learning and going through some growing pains with some of the new additions but it's so hard with the core that they have not to come off to such a hard start and to have excellent goaltending from Georgiev has really helped them it definitely seemed like last night's uh game against seattle you know there were some receipts cashed in that game <laughs> jordan everly had to answer right away and it just seemed like that was a good team bonding victory early in the season i think it was so necessary to turn the page on what was ultimately such a difficult chapter for the abs because that first round exit was so much more than just a first round exit it was their title defense season and they were overcome with so many injuries and then obviously the context inside that series andrew cogliano fractures his neck in two places there's no supplemental discipline. Jordan Eberle's not a dirty player, but Andrew Cogliano didn't play hockey until this last Saturday. And so it just felt like they really needed more of a conclusion to all of the challenges from that Seattle series. And I'm glad they were able to get it in game three so they could just look ahead at the rest of this season. Now, when they look ahead at the rest of the season, there's probably still the, uh, the idea that they are the favorites in the central division with something to prove after the way last season ended 
Uh, we talked about it before the season started, how the Avalanche probably could, you know, go about 85% through the regular season uh, and still make the playoffs kind of like, you know, we had experience with the Blackhawks uh, back in the 2010s where, you know, the regular season, maybe they don't need to go full speed the entire time. But I would imagine this is an Avalanche team that has that mentality of like, no, 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 we're going to go 100%, 100% of the time and try and blow blow the doors off the thing. Do you get that sense from this team as they you get into the season and have something to, you know, maybe a chip on their shoulder the way last year ended? Yeah, you know, it's a standard that's been set and it's reaffirmed in talking to all of the new additions to the group, Brian Johansson, Miles Wood, Ross Colton, all of them are saying the same thing that day one, it hit them like a truck. Miles Wood had said he's never really seen anything like this, especially the way in which players hold each other accountable to meet this standard. And so less than 100% is really hard for them to process. And part of it is because there are new additions and this is the way that Avalanche hockey is meant to be played. They can't really cut corners, especially right now. They really need to figure out how these new guys fit. And in order to do that, they have to play Avalanche hockey. That's going to look then 100% postseason play even in these early games. And so they can't afford to cut those corners for the sake of the new additions that are still getting integrated with the way the Avs want to play. Is it maybe a bit of a lesson learned um, coming off of last season where, look, we were in Denver for the season opener last year. We were at the DNVR bar and we cautioned your audience to, hey, like, don't assume this is going to last forever. And I think there maybe was a bit of that feeling around the avalanche of this team is in, is invincible. They are so much better than everybody else. Do you think that sort of sunk into the team a little bit last year? Yeah, because I think they have a strong sense of identity. And so even through the low points of last year, there was still a sense of who they are. And so talking to Logan O'Connor this summer, they were texting each other. Kale McCarr has reiterated during the Nuggets parade that that is a place they'd like to get back to. And even after last season, they didn't feel they'd lost that. And so much of this season, you know, whether it's a chip on their shoulders, Logan O'Connor framed it as we want to remind the league who we are, because last year was a little bit of an anomaly for Colorado and what they're capable of. You see in the career seasons that Rantanen and McKinnon have that this is still a really talented group. Even Kale McCarr missing as much time as he did with injuries is a Norris finalist during what could be considered a low season in their title defense. They still win the Central Division. There's a lot of things to build off of there that I think it's just reminding the league who they are because they didn't forget. Is there a difference this year? It's the second straight year that Captain Gabriel Landeskog isn't going to play. But is it different knowing he's not playing this year as a last year there was kind of even up to almost playoff time there was Mm -hmm. still like oh he's gonna try and skate there he might come back and it never happened is there a difference now knowing like okay he's not here we just need to to step it up or is it kind of enough you know status quo from last year it makes a huge difference it served as a distraction even though nobody wanted it to especially gabriel landeskog but He's so important to the group that even the hope that he could return every time he got on that ice, it kept that door open in a bit of a distracting way. Having that clarity and some cautious optimism because Jared Bednar opened the media opening presser for this year saying that he's not going to name a new captain because things are trending in the right direction for Landis Gog's rehab. That doesn't spell he's going to return in the postseason by any means. A lot still needs to be 
learned over the next few months in his recovery, but it's still something they could be cautiously optimistic around, but they at least have the clarity. And so there are leaders that stepped up last year, like Miko Rantanen, and looking at last night's game, even someone like Logan O'Connor, who values Andrew Cagliano's voice in the room, a lot of players are stepping up, and I think it's because they do have the clarity that Landeskog won't be there, so they need to step up in his place. Everyone's favorite reclamation project, Jonathan Duran, has landed in uh, Colorado. How's he looked through the first few games? Because, you know, with his career being a, a very high draft pick, it hasn't really panned out the way a lot of people might have expected it to. But he was, you know, brought into Colorado thanks in large part to his former junior teammate, Nathan McKinnon. How's that worked out so far with, you know, him being in the lineup and, and finding some chemistry with this team? It's a great question because the conversation around him, especially before Colorado, has held him to such a high expectation that where that expectation was set felt like he really fell from it. Coming to Colorado, it did feel like there was something of a clean slate that was even freeing to Drew Ann. And he seems so happy to be playing here that I think it translates well into his game. One, he's had the red carpet rolled out for him in terms of opportunity. He is getting to play on a line with Nathan McKinnon and Miko Rantanen. He's getting power play time, but he's also putting the work in, and it's definitely effective. Like, looking at a game last night where he had his shifts definitely limited in that third period, he didn't harm the team in any way. It was a very neutral presence, and it's because I think he's learning how not to be a liability to his team. And once he sheds a little bit of those nerves, I think you really see the creativity shine because that happened in the preseason and you could see then the way in which his playmaking and his vision is really going to complement no matter who he's up with in the top six. And that's why there was a bit of experimenting last night with Drouin being moved on a second line um, to elevate Val Nichushkin. And ultimately, I think we're going to see this change throughout the course of the season because Bednar wants all of his players to play to their strengths, right? And Duran is still figuring out his fit, but you can see that it is very natural for him. He likes to play a fast game, and that's also the way that the Avs like to play. And the past experience playing with Nathan McKinnon is a bond that has allowed McKinnon to help really integrate him into the way that the Avs want to play. They put in extra time after practice all the time, and it's really benefited Drew Ann. I want to talk to you about Kale McCarr, who last night made history uh, becoming the fastest defenseman in NHL history to 250 points, uh, passing Bobby Orr. Uh, it took Kale McCarr 241 games, 247 for Bobby Orr, and on a team full of superstar players, um, I want to know what it's like just watching Kale McCarr play every night. It's just <laughs> he is so good, so fast, and I think it's very safe to assume that he's nowhere near his peak. Uh, what's it like being around a, a talent like that every day? I have to imagine the beginning stages of what you're experiencing with Bedard in Chicago feels similar in that it's a privilege and you just want to soak in every minute of hockey that you get to watch because in my opinion, Kel McCarr is a generational player that is changing the way that position gets played and a lot of young defensemen emulate the way that he plays because of what he's brought to the position. He's an all situations player. He's still reliable defensively but activates and has such terrific vision in the offensive zone. He acts as an extra forward on the ice at times too. Just such a good character guy as well. To have all of that in a complete package and see him surprise you at every turn with new accomplishments, like I mentioned, ending as a Norris finalist, even after missing time as he did last year, 
him getting that 250th point was just a matter of time. The sky is the limit for Kale McCarr, and it's just a privilege to get to watch a player of that caliber. So when, when Duncan Keith was here, we, we talk about this kind of now in hindsight, where Duncan Keith was so good that during the Hawks dynasty, he barely even got talked about because he was just such a reliable part of the team that you didn't even have to discuss, like, how is Duncan Keith going to do in this series? How is he going to shut down Patrice Bergeron or whoever it might be in the Stanley Cup final? Have you gotten to that point yet with Kale McCarr where he's like in that don't even worry about him kind of pile of players that is so rare? It's a great point because in some of those late game high risk situations, maybe the Avs are chasing a lead and they need to get back into a game. If Kale McCarr is on the ice, you feel comfortable getting up and grabbing a snack because you know that he's going to handle it. He has brought such trust in the fan base's eyes because of how reliable and steady and talented he is. And so it's true. He's definitely unlocked a level of trust that I don't think a lot of hockey fans are comfortable giving in a game that comes down to seconds like that. Talk a lot about McCarr, rightfully so. Special talent, Nathan McKinnon, another special talent. But am I out of my mind to say it's Miko Ratnan who is the most valuable player on this team? I mean, I pounded the table last year for him to win the Hart Trophy. Literally, he wasn't that's why we got yes, new end tables. That's why we had to get new tables. <laughs> and he wasn't even a finalist, which I thought was, like, insane. The season he had, considering all the guys that were missing time and the one constant thing all last year and the start of this year is Miko Ratnan's going to score. Miko Ratnan's going to get points. Is he the most valuable player on this Avalanche team? It's really hard because of the different things they each bring, but he belongs in that conversation and perhaps at the top of it because of the added leadership. Mika Rantanen has grown up so much from the time that he first entered the league and he has fine-tuned the obvious skill set that he entered the league with because a player of his size can also use physicality to his advantage and this is where I've seen Mika Rantanen really grow in his game because the skill upside was there. He's one of the best one-timers in the league. That might be controversial, but he has such a wicked shot and is a vital person on their top power play unit that is not going to be moved anytime soon because he's so versatile too. He's very creative and there's a quality in him that could be a little bit unpredictable then in that sense. It's not that he goes quiet. It's just unpredictable what Miko Rantanen is going to do next. And I think that makes him such a threat around the league too. So adding in the leadership qualities that he brought last year, which was not without growing pains. He definitely had to rein in some of the disciplinary things, getting upset with officials at times. But it's because he cares. That's the way that he plays. And that's why he fits so well with the culture in that room. But it's it's just become so much more well-rounded for Mikorantan and how he contributes to the Avs that he is perhaps one of the most important players. I know it's... How is, how is everything with... Because uh, we haven't really followed up with it, but how did everything kind of transpire with the Fal Niskushkin uh, situation that ended his you know postseason last year? Has that kind of just been you know put uh, put to bed? I guess to 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 say the least. It has, and I know that's not the most satisfying answer to the people on the outside of it. Understandably so too, but ultimately this was something that. The league investigated, Seattle PD also looked into, and he left for personal reasons. 
really the conversations had to happen between Valnichushkin and his teammates then at that point. There wasn't really anything left for him to answer to the general public at that point, despite even me feeling that I wish they could have been given a little bit more clarity as to what happened. I think it would alleviate some of the concern that they had because of his absence, but in that media opening presser that they did to start the season, Kale McCarr, I asked him about it if those conversations have happened because there was a level of accountability that Val Nichushkin needed to assume because he went from being a player so committed, the guy that would stay after games longer in the weight room, even past year at Bednar breaking down film. And so that impressed and won over his teammates. He was very responsible and hardworking in that way that this was such a break from his character and who they knew him to be then. And so Kale McCarr confirmed that those conversations have happened, especially with him coming to camp. He saw the commitment that he's known Valnichushkin for back, and he's looked to, in terms of his on-ice play, like he hasn't missed a step. Even points last season, though his points production pace was still very good, you could see he was hurting. He lost just a little bit of that explosiveness in his skating because the other part of this is he was rehabbing his ankle injury throughout much of last season. He looks a lot healthier, he looks to be explosive, and that is the most effective version of Valnichushkin, who is also a good teammate. And I think Nathan McKinnon also said that they welcomed him back with open arms, and I think the team then internally did what they needed to do to turn a page on that difficult chapter. Well, tomorrow, uh, Connor Bedard comes to uh, Denver for the first time, and everywhere he's gone, there has been just a, a onslaught of media coverage. What do you expect to see uh, at the Ball Arena tomorrow in terms of uh, media present to see Connor Bedard? I think it's going to warrant a really good turnout. I plan to be there, and I am torn between really wanting to talk to Bedard but also wanting to honor that this is a young player that is being hounded by media right now. I'll have to make a game time decision because this is the home opener and such a big storyline beyond just the scope of home opener. This is such an important storyline around the league. Um, and I think compared to Canadian markets, even Colorado media at 100% isn't the scariest thing. So <laughs> I think it's still going to be pretty tame compared to other markets he's been in, including Chicago. But I think all of Avs Media is going to show out because they want to see, I think they're going to stay for morning skate. They want to see him up close. There's a lot of buzz around what Connor Bedard is, and I'm excited to see it. Well, if you skip Bedard's availability, you can just say the Blackhawks didn't make him available and complain about it. <laughs> yeah, and get those clicks. So they do in Toronto. Get those free they, clicks. I want to give them, you know, some credit, too. They were here this morning and had media availability for Chicago. Um, I didn't go. I'm planning to go for morning skate tomorrow. But as far as I can tell, they're making this very accessible to us. Yeah, he's been accessible to us, too. He's been accessible <laughs> to everybody except one guy who <laughs> probably overslept and didn't go and is going to cry about it on yeah. <laughs> Well, what So what? in terms of, of Bedard, too, like we've seen the whole gamut from, you know, what you just said about how he's great for the game and he deserves all this stuff, and we've seen a lot of fans saying they're already tired of hearing uh, from him. I We saw your visit with our friends at PHNX who seem a little more salty about the Connor Bedard coverage than, than you did, for sure. Uh, what's it been like just generally from Avs fans? Are they excited to see him or are they, are they do they have a bit of Bedard fatigue already? No, I don't think there's fatigue. I think, you know, that's the beautiful thing about this sport is a lot of people just like the game of hockey and they like to see people who play it well. And so I think that's true of the Avs fan base. There's a respect too that's going to be given 
like their skepticism around the roster construction of Chicago as a whole, like how that's going Correct. to look throughout the course of a whole year. Yes. But as far as the respect owed to Bedard, I think it's fully there. And it's the kind of thing, too, that the fan base doesn't want the Avs to not fully respect. They want them to be in anticipation of the creativity that comes with Bedard from the drop of a puck because he's a player that will capitalize on that and i think he's surrounded too by experienced players on his line that's going to make that an interesting top line matchup because there's obvious skill opposite of bedard too that i think colorado is just excited for it well, i think i'd be remiss if i didn't bring up uh, a certain three-time stanley cup winner con smythe heart trophy winning player that might be looking for a team here in another month or two. You owe a, you owe a dollar. I haven't said the <laughs> name, and I did not say re-sign him here. Uh, of course, Patrick Kane. There have been, you know, some some t- reports out there that possibly the Avalanche might be interested if and when he's ready to come back. I know Frank Saravalli had teams narrow down. Like, nobody knows. Yeah. But... Is there actual interest? Is that something that Avalanche are keeping tabs on, or is that more of just the fans hoping and wishing? I think it's hoping and wishing just because it wouldn't make any sense with Av's current roster construction, cap restraints, and where their current needs are. One, they're really interested in a fourth-line centerman that they feel comfortable with. I, I think that they have coming out of camp someone that they feel comfortable with there but the top six feels pretty set and it's hard to imagine unless Kane entertained the most team-friendly contract known to man it just wouldn't make sense with the abs current cap situation even with Landis and Francois on LTRR I just don't know how that money possibly works and then the role that would even be available to him I just don't see it right now with Colorado well Patrick Kane did play one season at center not very well, but he did. So, I mean, could happen. Could do yeah. it. he could do it. I'm sure he'd be happy to be your fourth line he, center. Yeah, he, he back checks gladly, like a mo- he mother. Would gladly take on a fourth line role. No ego there at all. Back checking, all the, you know, fin- you know, defending all Patrick Kane's specialties. Yeah. <laughs> Fits like a glove. Well, let me ask you this, Megan. We know that the Avs are stacked. We know that they are, if not the favorite in the West, one of the two or three favorites in the West. In your mind, Maybe it's the fourth line center. Maybe it's something else. What is the one thing that concerns you the most about their chances? Health. (laughs) Even coming out of training camp, there's some players that I'm a little uncertain about their availability for the entire season. And because Pavel Francouz is injured, there is a question mark for their backup goaltending right now. And that is very important because he swept the Western Conference Finals in their cup year. Backup goaltending really matters and can change the scope of a postseason and so it's kind of an overarching concern then around health because there's a little bit of concern at the bottom of their decor and a little bit of concern at the bottom of their forward group and then goaltending so those are big areas that as the season develops they can potentially address around the trade deadline and they have an exciting prospect coming over in late spring that could potentially help round out the bottom of the forward group but Ultimately, health is the concern. How's uh, Blackhawks legend Jack Johnson doing over there? <laughs> He's been really necessary because of the concern with health. I know, <laughs> I think 
he, he's a little bit of a scapegoat right now. Usually it's Sam Gerard and no, don't get me. No, he's never. <laughs> a lot of that too. But I I even criticized him a little for like one defensive breakdown in I wanna say the LA game. And he's really doing exactly what's expected of him though. And there's a reason the Avs, you know, made a trade just to get this player back. They really value his voice in that room too. And so without Olandiskog, he becomes that much more important. And it's just a matter of, can he not hurt the team night in and night out? Because he still is a valuable part of this group and they do need someone with experience on that third pairing moving forward because their depth chart's also a question mark. There's some exciting young defensive prospects that have not, fully assumed a full-time role. They're not ready for it yet. And that's where Jack Johnson's really important for the Avs. Uh, last thing for me, I don't know if the other guys have stuff, but uh, the Avs recently uh, re-signed uh, Devon Taves to a long deal, uh, $7.25 million, uh, solidifying that blue line with Makar uh, for the next, what, four years. You've got Taves beyond that. You've got Samuel Girard, Josh Manson. Do you see this uh, Taves extension, we call them the other Taves here, um, costing the Avs uh, an asset or a player they're going to want down the road? Is this something that could put them in some uh, massive cap trouble? It's a good, it's a fair deal. It's beyond fair for the Avs. It's a great deal, but is this going to cost the Avs down the road? It's a great question because it is a pretty generous term for not the youngest player, but still relatively young. And the way in which he likes to play too, I think it's gonna age pretty well. But as you get closer to year six, year seven, there's gonna be some concern. But by that time, I also think the cap is going to have gone up, even looking ahead to next summer with an estimated four mil being given to teams. I think this is something the Avs will be able to maneuver around when that crisis really comes. Cause I did allude to some exciting defensive prospects that also by year six, year seven of that contract, hopefully have developed to a point that they can be a valuable part of the Avs decor in the future moving forward and perhaps can even learn from Taves as this contract goes on. So I'm not currently worried about it and I think it was just a good piece of business because like you mentioned, he did leave some money on the table in terms of what his market value would have fetched in the open market and Another really important voice in the room. So just a really good piece of business for the Avs. I continue to be really impressed by their front office. I don't know how they keep getting away with it. <laughs> Keaton. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, our, our last GM liked to give all the money, all the term, and all the no movement clauses. And that's how you get in cap trouble. The Avs are doing the opposite. Yeah. Which is the way to do it. Yeah. Uh, one, one thing that was pointed out to me on the Taves, like at first it was like, man, seven years for a defenseman who's almost 30 kind of makes you go, I don't know what you're doing there. But then you realize he's only played 318 yeah, games. Yeah, not what I'm out of Like, he was a late bloomer. So, like, he's not your typical almost 30-year-old defenseman. Most almost 30-year-old defensemen have another 150, 200 games logged in at this point. So, it's a good deal. A heck of a – like, I, the you know, the Islanders are probably going, man, we'd like to have that one back. Probably. I would imagine so. All right, Megan, thanks for joining us. We appreciate it. Follow Megan on Twitter at Meg Angley and get her work on DNVR Avalanche. We appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Enjoy thanks, tomorrow. Megan. All right, Absolutely. we will. Hopefully. You'll probably enjoy it more, but that's all right. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Bye. All right, thanks, Megan. Uh, that is Megan Angley from DNVR Avalanche. Uh, great stuff from Meg. Follow her at Meg Angley. Um, they're just such a good team. They're such a loaded team. Yeah. And I know I picked Dallas uh, in the West, but... 
it's like she said, like their their real only flaw and concern is health. Yeah. And they should be able to hang and compete with everybody else in the West. Yeah, I, I really miss the times where we could only worry about the fourth line center and the the third pairing defenseman. Yeah. Because yeah. when if, if those are your only concerns, you had a pretty darn good team. Yeah, those were the days. We had those days. Yes. Yeah. I want to get back to those yes. days. Soon. Not now, but soon. Very soon. Soon, Corey, soon. Yeah. Yep. Well, those days made you feel good. You know what else can make you feel good? Weed. Yes. <laughs> Specifically from the Sunnyside Cannabis Dispensary, because Sunnyside is your home for judgment-free cannabis shopping, a place where all visitors are welcome to explore, discover, and purchase a wide array of high-quality products. They have everything you need to elevate your football and hockey seasons. No matter where you are on your cannabis journey, they offer free, or I'm sorry, they offer easy online ordering. Uh, in-store pickup is also available and they have a great transparent loyalty program called sunny side rewards and they have an entire roster of house in-house brands to choose from you got mindy's good news cresco high supply flora cal wonder remedy the list goes on and on all tremendous uh cannabis brands uh, now through October 31st, head to sunnyside.shop and use the promo code CHGO25 at checkout. And when you do that, you're going to get 25% off of your total order. Uh, that promo code is one use per customer. It is not stackable with other promotions, but it is not just for new customers. Anyone can use that code CHGO25 when you go to sunnyside.shop. Pick up everything you need to elevate your football and hockey seasons. Again, it must be 21 or older or an Illinois medical card holder. Uh, weed makes you feel good. You know what else makes you feel good? A big belly full of bacon. Oh, yeah. And you could fill your belly Put with those the together. best bacon ever from our friend Charlie the Bacon Guy. Based in Woodridge, Charlie makes craft bacon and bacon jams, yes, mm. in over 30 different flavors. The bacon and bacon jams are all naturally cured. They are free of preservatives. There aren't any ingredients that Charlie can't pronounce himself involved in the process, <laughs> unlike most store-bought bacon like that stuff you can somehow buy in a box that's not refrigerated and just keep it in your pantry and it's bacon i don't know how that works i don't trust that yeah don't do that you want your bacon from charlie thick cut natural not full of chemicals it's also vacuum sealed and seals great it lasts in the package up to 45 days in the fridge and six months in the freezer the bacon jam lasts about two months in the fridge and about 20 seconds two months. in Charlie's house. Yeah, it won't last that long, I yeah. promise you. That's, that's quite the it discipline. It doesn't even make it the, the drive home. <laughs> I eat it in the car. Yeah. I just put it in a roof of my car, boil it up, and then boom, yeah. just eat it. Um, so here are some of the flavors that Charlie offers. Maple pepper, mm. jalapeno garlic. That is a, that's, that's a creation of the Amphat podcast, and it's great. Uh, new flavor, Old Bay, which I can't wait to try. Mm-hmm. The rosemary, that's kind of the flagship. And he just made a Malort bacon. He says, don't knock it till you try it, but... So I've had Malort cupcakes. Yeah. What? Mm. If you know what you're getting into, it's probably not bad. Malort cupcake is my favorite Malort Chicago Malort. stripper. She's a biggin. <laughs> <laughs> bacon jams, uh, it's the original, which is usually the maple flavor. There's bourbon, there's the spicy bacon jam. Uh, it's all wonderful. Makes a really great gift, by the way. If you're looking for something creative around the holidays or, you know, your your dad's birthday or whatever, get a couple pounds of bacon, freeze it up, wrap up a cooler. It's a beautiful gift. Here's how you get your bacon from Charlie. Follow him on Instagram at charliethebaconguy. Slide into his DMs. You can see his great merch there as well. Shoot him an email, charliethebaconguy at gmail.com, or hit him up on Twitter at CZTheBaconGuy. His website's uh, under construction coming soon. 
Uh, but man, everything from Charlie is great. We can all vouch for it. Uh, and you will do yourself a favor by getting some bacon from Charlie. I can't wait for bacon from Charlie. I rumor, think we're getting pocket has, bacon, right? Rumor has rumor it, has it uh, Saturday. Not only pocket bacon, but um, office delivery on Saturday, Beautiful. too. Beautiful. That's, that's what my sources tell me. Is he going to have uh, red carpet bacon? Red and carpet like, bacon. And hand some to Dennis Savard. Oh, hand some he to, to Luke Richardson. He don't give him the kind of Bedard. He's definitely never should. Never had bacon. And we don't want to no. ruin the kid. We don't want to ruin him. He'll turn in the Barney. <laughs> give from him the bacon Simpsons. in 20 years. <laughs> yeah. He'll take one piece of bacon and turn in the Barney from the Simpsons. Yeah. And that astronaut episode. Double vacuum seal Connor Bedard's bacon and say, do not open until 2043. Yeah. 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 Then we'll be comfortable. He, he did um, send me a message on Twitter or show me a picture on Twitter of <clears throat> the jam he's sending. Oh. Apparently. He's sending some personal. I don't know if I'm getting like, I don't know if this is for everybody, but he keeps tweeting at me this picture of bacon coming my way. Am I supposed to share this with the class? I mean, you can. I, I think you already have. If, if, you're, <laughs> so. if your name is on a slab of bacon, we'll save it for you Saturday. Right. If not, unmarked ba- Unmarked bacon is, uh, is up for grabs. Yes. Well, I, I do have an announcement before you guys get into your next oh, segment. Boy. This is an exciting thing. You guys know this is my first year as a Blackhawks fan. I, I'm bought in. I love what you guys are Hopped doing. New so Zuba's hat, my friend. I'm, I'm hopping on the ride. You like the hat? I may or may not have stolen it off the set. <laughs> and I love it. And I got my, my Bedard shirt. Saturday, I am attending my first Blackhawks game as a fan. Nice. I've been going to Blackhawks games, love you that. know, for a long time. But Saturday, I'm going with a friend. So I figured, you said hop on the ride, right? Yeah. I don't want to just watch from home. I want to be in the stands and feel the energy it's of that be, moment. It's going to be it's awesome. It's going to be a fun night. Saturday night games are always taken to the next level, but it's home opener. Right. Connor Bedard's first That's what I'm game saying. It's going to hit different. It's the oh, yeah. defending Stanley Cup champion right. Vegas Golden Knights who are undefeated. Like, it's going to be a Because we've got the night. tailgate for CSGO Bears the next morning, so mm. I have to be up at like 4 a.m. Just don't go And bed. somebody asked me, they were like, you want to go? And I like thought about it for a minute. I was like, I can't miss this. Yeah, I'm yeah. either I'm either in or I'm not. And if you're I'm in, in pull, we're in. going. Pull Mario and Steven in Pittsburgh. Don't go to bed. Get Taco Bell at Get 3 a.m. Taco, Bell, Taco Bell. That is definitely going to work. Don't sleep. Help you. So I appreciate you guys welcoming me Absolutely. into your community. Everybody's welcome, by the way. Right. Yeah. We'll, we'll wave good. to you from the press box. And, uh, nice. Yeah, where yeah, are the seats? Uh, the 200 level. Oh, yeah, because I. Oh, pinky yeah. up. Well, because I got, so I got my buddy. He he asked me if, and I was like, well, get me right by the penalty box so I can flip sure, off the other sure. team. He was like, you don't want to be down there. I was like, I want to be where the action is. He's like, trust me, no. we're gonna sit here. 200 level is the best seats in the house. All right. the, the All right. ba- yes. Either the back row of the 100 level or 200. You need to be perfect. Or front you need row to be higher up in the hockey game. Because if you're too low, you're too close, it's too fast. The higher up you are, the better you can see the plays develop. It slows down a little bit. Sitting super close is, f- is a fun experience to do once just to say you've done it. But to go to actually watch a game, it's no, it's, yeah. it's no good. Sitting close gives you a great idea of, holy cow, these guys are huge and this is super fast. Yeah. But you, don't, you miss a lot of the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, 200 levels perfect. The other thing too is like if you're not straight on the the glass like warps and you, there's parts of the yeah. ice you can't even see. Mm-hmm. But I would recommend. Here's what I would say: if you're going to an out of town game that you're not invested in, like you don't 
not really interested in the outcome, sit close for that. Yeah. To get the atmosphere, to get the feel of the game. But if you're if you're going to be living and dying with every shot and and save in a Hawks game, you want to be up higher so see, you can see, see all the, the actions. There's a reason that's where the broadcasters yeah. sit. Three hundred level is uh, you know that's that's where the diehards are, and uh, the two hundred level is very nice. You're going to get. Uh, delivery, you're going to get service right to your seats. You're not even going to have to get up Short to get lines. food. Yeah, oh. shorter lines. Okay. You're going to get the luxury down there, but Very you're also going to get a lot of the, hey, I need to show everybody I'm here at the Blackhawks game. Well, you, I mean, you're talking to the selfie king here, uh, <laughs> Greg. So well, you're, you'll be among don't, don't selfie shame because it's not. something I'm, I'm known saying. for. <laughs> if that's your thing, great. But if you, you know, I've, I've sat in the 200 a few times where I've had to be like, okay, are we watching the game or are we just no. here to Any selfie will be pregame. I'm going to be locked in be and learning and the I'm game. I'm seeing you selfieing while there's a shit I promise out. I will. I'm having security. <laughs> throw your ass out here. <laughs> yeah, but make, someday, too, get yourself 300 level tickets. You see me doing there. a selfie during Sit the with second the period. You're like, all right, throw them off the ride. They do a segment where if you scan a QR code off the screen, it puts your selfie up on the big yeah, screen. Yeah, you had cast So that would be perfect for you. Yeah. Got to do it. It's pregame. I'll be rocking the CHGO. Uh, no, it, yeah. They do it in a, in a, during a TV timeout. They do it. Yeah. Yep. Well, yeah. I'll be, be rocking. On the, the alert for I'll that. be rocking the the don't Bedard mind the weird uh, bugginess that your phone gets after you scan that code. Just don't don't worry about <laughs> yeah, that. Don't worry about that. Where they get all my information? Yeah, they get all your data. I see. Exactly. No, I'm just kidding. All right. Well, it is Wednesday. Sure. So we're not going to talk about just the avalanche. Um, and Greg, you mentioned when we were talking to Megan, and again, thanks to Megan for coming on the show. Uh, we forgot to mention that Bex and Cricket were very impressed with her hair. Yeah. Uh, we'll make sure we send her that message. Yes, and thanks for uh, defending my hair in the chat. Check and out your feet. Check out weird there for a minute. <laughs> yeah, and your, and your feet. Check out really hey, weird. It went, it went better than I thought. Yeah. I, gave, I gave Braggs the uh, warning, like, hey, let's uh, keep the chat uh, civil here. Yeah. yeah, I wasn't too worried. I knew our regulars would be great. Just, yeah, you get the, one the, random... the regulars can police things for us yes. now and again. We don't, we don't really need to do a whole lot of policing. Usually the trolls and, are, are picked out <laughs> and... and Publicly and let me say, from producing all the different teams, I'll tell you right now, the Blackhawks chat is always the most respectful. That's right. Oh. And, and civil, c- civil <laughs> discourse. <laughs> it re- most I'm, most I'm being honest. Most respected. The Bears chat is a cesspool. Oh, so. I wouldn't go in. Oh, yeah, but you guys the- got the Duke. Yeah, we yeah, got to give him like ten get, grand a yeah, show. What happens when you get it's the trade off? You get a yeah. few. You get a they few. Pay, they pay for their ridiculousness. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> no, yeah. I wouldn't. I, I've the few bear shows I've watched. I've had to turn off the chat. I'm like, I can't. I can't. I don't know how you guys do it on the air. It's crazy. I don't sleep from it. It's a lot. Um, anyway, you, you mentioned Patrick Kane with uh, Colorado and what Frank Saravalli mentioned. So the three teams Saravalli mentioned for the for Kane are the Sabers. The Rangers <gasps> and the Red Wings. <gasps> wow, way to go out on a limb <laughs> there, Frank. <laughs> well, you know, I, I mean, think those are the ones that make the most yeah, sense. They make sense. actually make sense, and we we talked about you know Detroit with where they're at, with the money they have. It's Alex DeBrincat is there. I mean, it, it just it it would be really effing weird, but. Does make sense if he signs with Patrick Kane? I want the same outrage. Blackhawks, yeah. that's what I meant. Yeah, sorry. Uh, if Patrick Kane signs with Detroit, I want to see the same outrage from Blackhawk fans when Chelios went to Detroit. I want to see the same. I want people to be like, "How dare you play yeah. for the Red Wings?" The difference was well, there's no rivalry anymore. Well, and Chelios also said he would never do that. Mm-hmm. But then he was traded there, right? 
and then got there and was like, "Oh no, I I've come is, around after 20 yeah. years. I've forgiven." Him. He was traded there, and then once <laughs> once he was there, I was like, "This is like a first class organization. I'm staying here." Yeah. Like, oh god, it still is painful though to see him in that uniform. It's weird. Yeah. Speaking of Chelios and weird uniforms, I was going through the NHL 24 roster updates last night and went to the Blackhawks alumni page, and Chelios was in an Anaheim Ducks jersey, and I was really thrown Did off. Did he lose a bet? What? I have no idea. Then I went to the Detroit like alumni page. He was in an Anaheim Ducks jersey, and I am so confused because he never played in Anaheim. How I know he in an Anaheim Ducks jersey? My only thought was because he finished his career with Atlanta, and somehow he just went to the next A team, but it makes no sense. Like, Roenick's in a Coyotes jersey. All right, whatever. But at least he played on that team. Not You're to derail. Like the headshot? No, uh, no, his player model in the video game. Like, when you go to, like, edit player, it's Chelios. I'll, I'll show you a picture of it. Oh, I know what you're saying. It's yeah. Chelios, but he's in an Anaheim Ducks That's jersey. Weird. Maybe because... Are you yeah. implying that NHL has a glitch? You know, far be it from me to, to say <laughs> NH- EA NHL is, is not great, but, you know, it's it's weird. Here's a here's a, here's an interesting uh, tidbit from AJ. Not to completely in, in derail chat. what we were saying. Uh, if Kane signs with Buffalo before mid-November, he could return to Chicago and face the Hawks on his birthday. That would be fun. That would be exciting. I want. That's where I, if I'm picking, even if I can pick from 31 other teams, I'm picking Buffalo. I just think that yeah. that is the sort of team that. That's the sort of team that That's can weird. use Patrick Kane. They need a veteran to get them over the hump. Oh. Yeah. And it's, he's entirely not tan enough either. That's weird. No, dropped no. The ball this is, this is winter, Chelios. NHL needs to also figure something out with the cross-eyedness of some of the guys. <laughs> Jeremy Roenick, who's got hit in the head with a frying yeah, pan. Yeah, I went, I went through some. some I'm doing comments, something for social, uh, and there were some, there were some cross-eyed-looking yeah, <laughs> players out there. Uh, but anyways, yeah, it's uh, – with with Kane, you know, I I think only he knows what he's going to do, and I think he's going to play it real close to the vest. And as we've kind of been talking about throughout, you know, the off season and, and everything, he is going to perfectly pick his spot, and it's going to be a team that by late November, early December, clearly looks like a playoff contender, a high-end playoff contender. If Detroit or Buffalo aren't in that spot, why would he go there? He want He's at a point in his career where he is going to pick his spot perfectly because he wants to come back, he wants to play competitive hockey, and he wants to, he wants to win. Yeah. That's why he had, really, he had no interest in sticking around here. This is why, and I've been saying it since last season, never rule out the Vegas Golden Knights in the Kane Derby nope. because they they always want to make the big splash mm-hmm. and they they, li- got, they live at the, the cap ceiling and they know how to navigate that that and they've got the whole oops Mark Stone's back is ouchie oh, again yeah and all of a sudden they got seven million dollars of cap space funny how that happens yeah um no, I never rule them out um they they all they have since day one have always been that organization. They want to be in the news, and they've been in the news a lot for winning, mm-hmm. but, you know, I, I wouldn't rule them out. I know Detroit makes a lot of sense, but as you just said, if they're like, if it's December 1st and he's ready to get on a team and they're like two points out of a wild card, I mean, sure, getting, you know, 
I don't K- think he- getting Kanan to get the, if you get the Kanan to Brinkat from like four years ago, that's going to make the oh, yeah. playoff team. But That'll there's, there's no sure. guarantee. Or if he looks at the Rangers, who are hey, this team is no doubt missing the playoff or making the playoffs. They're going to finish top three. You know, they're two points behind the Devils for first place or whatever. He may make that choice. Yeah. I don't if think Buffalo's he's going to. There, I mean, it's it just makes too much sense. Yeah. They got cap space. They got space. their first win last night, Buffalo. They got an exciting young team. Mm-hmm. They got the cap space. And he'll also be, I don't know how much this matters to Patrick Kane, but he's also going to be the biggest star on that team. Not the best player. Would he? Yes. Over Tage? Yes. Unfortunately, yeah, right. I think yes. so. I mean, Is he the biggest name or the biggest star? It's kind of the same thing. I'm not saying the best player. Most star power. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He's going to be the guy in there that's going to get the most of the headline, the most of the attention. Which might Rangers, not be, he kind of blends in. Detroit, probably still there, but you still have Larkin. You still got guys who have been there a while. I, th- I think I, he goes to Buffalo as a local kid. And, and again, this is an appealing thing for the Sabres is someone to take the spotlight off a little I was bit. I say, it might be a good thing if he goes there because all of a sudden then all the attention is on Patrick Kane and these young players don't really get the pressure of a playoff rush anymore. I mean, they missed the playoff by two points last year. It was close, mm-hmm. yeah. Like, all of a sudden, like, all the focus is on, hey, it's this new shiny toy, Patrick Kane. We're all going to go talk to him, and they're not going to go to Tage Thompson and be like, hey, you haven't scored in four games. Or, hey, you're all, you, you've lost the last three games. Are you guys falling apart? Stuff like that. Right. Takes the pressure off the rest of the team when you have something like that. So, it could be... That's true. It, I, I would like... To, if I had to pick, I would say... I would like to see him play in Buffalo, but you never know. There could be some strange. Well, look, if, you know, if any of these teams, like you mentioned, you know, fall fall apart or fall out of the race, not, he's not going to go. He's there. not going to want to go. Yeah, I mean, I there's going to be some team that surprises people. Climb. That's why Vegas always sticks in my head. Yeah. Would be fun. Um, you know. And look, he can also do, I think what he's going to do, regardless of where he signs, is a one-year deal. And just finish the year there, yeah. prove that he's right. st- cash still Patrick Kane, yeah. and with cash the, in. With the salary cap going up, I mean, it is a pretty good free agent class next year. I mean, we've lost a couple of those guys already with signing extensions. Yeah. I mean, we know where they are. They're just not free agents anymore. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't see him signing a th- – I don't see anybody giving him a three-year deal anyway. No. Come play for us this year. Listen to your own advice. Yeah. Don't uh, don't rule out the stupidity of NHL well, GMs. Well, this is true. Uh, never do that. Yes, but uh, my guess is a one year. You know, watch it be Tampa. Sure. I mean, you can only put Brent Seabrook on LTIR so much. Yeah. <laughs> when you talk about his ability though to to cherry pick where he wants to go, if he want, if it's like let's say it's between Colorado and the Rangers, and Colorado has two million in cap space and the Rangers have one point five. I don't know. Maybe he'll take less to go play at the desirable spot. I think he just wants to play at this point and prove that he can do it again. Yeah. And every time he scores and every time he picks up an assist, that money's going up for next year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if he has a, would be a, a good playoff performance, he's going to be another. You're, if he comes out and is Patrick Kane again or anything close to it, he's looking at four. More than that. Oh. At least. Four million? Four if million, he's, yeah. He's, if he is. Even if he's Patrick Kane that ended last season, some team would still give him four million. Are you talking? I'm thinking. More I think of if five I think if he is range. if he is a if he is a a revamped version of himself, yeah, six seven million. Well, I mean, he's gonna be a guy that comes out 
on a contenders, and that's going to make a difference. Right. You know, if you have a playoff run, if if you're on a team that's contending, that you get a different version of Patrick Kane. I mean, it was, you know, we saw it last year. Mm -hmm. You know, all of a sudden when he knew he wanted to get traded, that's when the numbers skyrocketed. Six six points in his last four games with the Blackhawks before he was traded. Something like that. The piano magically disappeared for those last few games. Yeah, got lighter. Um, So. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Uh, I mean, it's going to be an interesting story to follow, and it's going to be weird to see him play in whatever uniform he picks. It's just so weird right now that we're you know a week into the NHL season and there's no Patrick Kane or Jonathan Taves anywhere. It's, it's, it's a just different feel. So strange to not feel. have those guys playing on any team, let alone the Blackhawks. Well, when he does eventually uh, sign with the uh, Red Wings. Just please know that you should credit us because on July 13th, that was the first first time that was said publicly, as to, to my knowledge at least, on this air, on this show. Did you so. talk to his friend? Is that where you got that information? Maybe I am his friend. Um, ooh. Oh, interesting. I'm scoring myself. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta be careful when scoring um, yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I think we should uh, tell our fine folks. Uh, who are in the need of a new car? Yeah, where they can get it. one. Yeah, before we uh, make way for our White Sox crew. Um, and as I said that, my ad read copy. It's the Ray Chevy completely read. froze on me, and I'm stuck in the middle. Stuck uh, in hey, are you in the market for a new or used vehicle? If you are, could be. We've got amazing news for you because Ray Chevy and Fox Lake has just just joined the happy CHGO team. And we were talking to the guys and girls over at Ray, and then they have this pledge over there. Maybe you've heard of it, the Ray Price Promise. It's a guarantee that the price you see online is the price you're going to pay when you walk into the dealership. We found that in many cases, other dealers will raise the price on you when you come into the dealership. Saying things like, are you a recent college graduate? Are you active in the military? Are you a farmer? Are you Patrick Kane? And in most cases, the answer will be no. And that's when other dealers will raise that price on you, saying the price online included limited rebates that you just don't qualify. Where at Ray, that's not the case. No shadiness at this Ray. The price you see online is the price you're going to pay with no add-ons to the price ever. In fact, Ray will do everything possible to find additional savings for you, which might make the price even lower than what you saw online. And as one of as one of the top selling dealers in the Midwest, you'll always be able to shop one of Chicagoland's largest inventories. And right now, you could save big at Ray Chevy during their Truck or Treat Savings Event because zero oh, percent nice. is back and now available on new Silverado trucks, the perfect tailgate vehicle. Mm. So come on in the Ray Chevrolet and Fox Lake and find the vehicle you've been searching for. And best of all, pay zero hidden fees with the Ray Price Promise. Visit Ray Chevrolet and Fox Lake. Or RayChevrolet.com, serving the community since 1963. Find new roads. And after you purchase your new Ray Chevy, you can drive it home and celebrate by cracking open a ice cold Goose Island beer. The proud beer sponsor of us here at CHGO <coughs> and Chicago's beer honking over the great skies of this great city since 1988. Goose Island has a tremendous year-round beer roster that includes the full pocket pills, the everyday beer that the Goose Island beer brewers are drinking, the entire family of the Beer Hug IPAs, and of course, the 312 Wheat Ale, the Golden Cans, their staple of their year-round roster. You got the uh, 
Bull and Goose, Chicago Bulls uh, Westside Ale. That's uh, going to be available at the United Center this year, along with the Blackhawks Pale Ale. Those are going to be hitting shelves pretty soon. Uh, when you're heading out to the home opener on Saturday, get yourself uh, one of those two beers to celebrate the beginning of hockey season. And to always celebrate the good times, grab ultra-fresh brewery-exclusive beers at Goose Island's Original Brewhouse on Clybourne Avenue in Lincoln Park. Or you can go to their tap room on Fulton Street in Westtown. That is the Chicago, uh, the Goose Island Beer Company, Chicago's Beer. And with all the money you saved on your new car from Ray and the super valuable, uh, affordable Goose Island Beer, mm-hmm. lay some money down on the NFL because the NFL season is going strong and DraftKings Sportsbook is hooking new customers up with an offer that's even stronger. Bet five bucks on any game this week and score $200 instantly in bonus bets, and DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of a sweetener offer every game day this October. Uh, You know, I'm just going to say this. Uh, Stay away from the Bears because you don't know what team they're going to be from week to week. And even though the next uh, Tom Brady, Tyson Bajan, is starting uh, this weekend, just... Pick one of the other games. I don't know. It's Tyson Bajant versus Brian Hoyer. That under is looking pretty sweet right now. What are, yeah, there you go. What, <laughs> so what, yeah, do we know the, what the, the over-under under is, is not a bad off, idea. Offhand? No, I did not. Under. Yeah, Doesn't matter. Just take the under. The over-under is three and a half. Take the under. <laughs> now, so if you're Mark Carmen, you're slamming the over because Bajan's going to drop 50. Oh, yeah. well, thank well, God there's only Bajan. one Mark Thank God there's only one Mark Get in on the game day greatness. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the code CHGO. New customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets when you bet 5 bucks on the NFL. That's code CHGO. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. 37 and a half is the current over under for Bears Raiders. Oh, my God, under. Okay, gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please pay, play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. Licensee partner, Golden Nugget Lake Charles, Louisiana. 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and ga- responsible gaming resources. All right, we are back tomorrow night. Nine o'clock pregame show ahead of uh, Hawks and Avs at nine thirty. It's going to be late night. Uh, CHGO Blackhawks after dark. Bring your blankets. Stay up with us. It's going to be a great time. And thank you, Young Dangle God, for your two super chats um, for mentioning Patrick Kane coming back <laughs> to Chicago. We appreciate you always. But we, you know, you're dedicated to the bit. We did talk about Kane today, but he still t- turned it around. He could have. He could have gotten some free credits, but nope. He made him come back to Chicago, so he's got to pay his dollar. <laughs> and we always appreciate his money. Thank you, young Dangle God, for keeping us afloat. Uh, so a reminder, tomorrow, 9 o'clock, we will be here for pregame and postgame on the CHGO Blackhawks podcast. <laughs> we all silly like the mayor.